You're listening to Word and Spirit with Pastor James Beauvais of Calvary Anaheim. To find out more, go to calvaryanaheim.org. And now, here's Pastor James. Verse 3, Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Verse 4, Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Now there's a couple things here we want to go over. Verse 3, first of all, it says that she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. So she's just doing what the word of God would say. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. She didn't know that this was Boaz's field. She was just going out and just, you know, hey, maybe I'll find a field and find some favor and they'll let me glean. And she happens to come to Boaz's field. And so this is God's sovereignty at work here. As she's going out, the Lord is steering her and taking her to just the right field that she needs to be in. Have you seen that in your life too? Have you seen where you're just, you feel like everything's out of control, you don't know what you're doing? Back to my personal uh, testimony, where am I gonna work? How am I gonna get a job? And you go into an interview and you bomb it and they leave and it didn't work out good and you're like, ah! but then you learn something from it and you go to the next interview and you're just like, where am I gonna land a job, Lord? And then God brings the job. And you're like, whoa, this is amazing. What a great provision from the Lord. But you just happen to run into that particular thing, you know, that God uses so mightily and wonderfully in your life. And it all works great. And it's just a reminder to all of us, though, to even when the going gets rough, you know, then keep going. Stay with the Lord. We don't walk away and leave him, but in faith we go out, we move out. And now Boaz, you know, you just learn something a little bit more about Boaz here as he says to his people, the Lord be with you, and they answer him, the Lord bless you. And this is in the time of the judges where there was no king in the land and everybody did what was right in their own eyes. And yet here there's this wonderful godly blessing happening. And so Boaz is a witness of the goodness of God here, and he speaks blessings. He speaks blessings to his people. This is, I think, a great, like, if if I was to do a seminar or something on leadership, this would be a great book, wouldn't it? With a focus on Boaz. How did Boaz treat his employees? Well, he blessed them, and he brought the Lord into the situation. And so we too, those who have our leaders in all of us, right, whether it be family and grandkids or at work and you have a leadership role and people are looking to you as an example and so forth, you can bring the Lord into it. You can say things like, oh, praise God. Amen? Verse five, then Boaz said to his servant who is in charge of the reapers, whose young woman is this? Verse 6, so the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, it is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. The way he says it is, yeah, this is that one woman that we all know about. 
Everybody had heard of it. This is a small town. This is like a small town environment, Bethlehem. Everybody knows. Naomi came home. We all saw it. This is that girl that everybody's talking about. Oh, I know who that is. Verse 7. And she said, please, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. And so Ruth is just showing some wonderful character traits here. She's humbling herself. She doesn't demand to glean and say, the law says you've got to let me glean. But it says, she humbly says, oh, may I glean in your field? Yes, you may. <laughs> and so she comes in and she's following the reapers and collecting what they leave behind, what they miss. And then she comes very early in the morning and she's been working all day. She's a hard-working woman. Not only does she uh, do her work, but she works long and she works hard. So it's not just, yeah, I showed up and I picked up, you know, I'll pick up a little here, a little there, chat with someone here, chat with someone there. No, she's working it. Let's get this done. At the end of the day, I want to go home to Naomi with something to show for my labor. Don't talk to me. I'm working. We're getting it done here. And so she's getting her done. Verse 8, it says, then Boaz said to Ruth, you will listen, my daughter. So now Boaz, remember, he's noticed her. She's working hard in the fields. Don't know if it's a physical attraction at this point because, you know, she's working in the fields. And um, at any rate, he, he sees her working hard. He knows he's heard of what she's done for Naomi, and she has his attention. And so he says to her, verse 8, you will listen, my daughter, my daughter, now this word daughter right here might indicate some age separation, right? So he's an older man, she's a younger woman. He would not be expecting her to be attracted to him and she is not expecting such a powerful, wealthy guy to notice her. And so he says to her though, you will listen, my daughter, you, uh, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. He's giving her some special attention. He cares for her. He doesn't want her to be harmed. And he wants her to be provided for. He wants her to stay with the other young women. He's offering her community. He's offering her provision and he's offering her protection. And isn't this what Christ does for us? He offers us community, fellowship with himself and with one another. He offers us his provision, and he offers us his protection. We can trust him for these things. And he comes from a place of authority, like Boaz, and a place of great wealth. He's a king after all. Praise Jesus. Verse 10, so she fell on her face. Now, there's the appropriate response, right? When someone shows this kind of kindness, but especially the kindness of Jesus Christ towards us, what do we do? We fall on our faces and we worship him. He deserves it. And so she bowed down to the ground and said to him, 
why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? You see, she has most likely seen how foreigners are treated in Moab. (laughs) It's not so good. But she herself now coming to a foreign land, not even expecting that she should be treated well. Not even thinking, well, I deserve to be treated well but just appreciative for the way she is being treated in this kindness which is above and beyond what she would expect or even think. And so this is the correct response that we should have too with Jesus. And it will be reflected in every aspect of our lives. If we're humble and we're receiving the love of Christ and his acceptance with a a spirit of humility, then that will reflect in how we treat other people with grace, with kindness, with an open hand, you see? Not with a sense of entitlement, but rather with appreciation and thankfulness. Verse 11, and Boaz answered and said to her, you know, he's explaining to her why, because she's like, why? This is a question she asked. Why have you noticed me? Why are you treating me this way? And he's like, well, since you asked, let me tell you. Verse 11, Boaz answered and said to her, it has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. And so he doesn't say, it's because you're hot. <laughs> It's because I was out here looking in the field and I said, who's that girl? Ow! No. He says, man, he's looking at the godly character inside of her that is evidenced by how she treated her mother-in-law and what she left behind her mother and her father, her whole culture, and sacrificed and came, and it's just astonishing to him. Wow, this is a woman. And, and, and this is a godly woman, even though she's a Moabite. But remember that God would have been preparing Boaz because his mother, after all, was a Canaanite harlot <laughs> who was accepted in, who was converted, proselytized. And so he knows that God accepts the proselyte, right? And so here... He's saying, I admire you for what you've done and what you've left behind, doing this for Naomi and becoming a part of our culture and have come to a people whom you did not know before. So verse 12, the Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord, God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. He recognizes that she has come to the Lord. And so, and her work is reflecting it. And he's saying, may the Lord bless your work for what you've done. And we know that God will because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And God will bless your work, your work. The the ministry that you have, the work that you do in the home, the work you do outside the home, as you just stay close to Jesus, your work is blessed. Your work is blessed. It's only when we 
Well, when God is changing the circumstances, the work can take a shift. I've seen that happen where it's like God's hand of grace is lifted because he's like, because it's time for you to move on and I'm making it uncomfortable in this nest. Or if we rebel against him, that's another situation where discipline has to come in and you won't feel his blessings because the blessing you're receiving at that moment is actually his discipline because he loves you and he's blessing you with discipline. (laughs) But it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't look like it, you know? So there's different circumstances, and of course there's the testing, like Job. Where are we before I get way off track here? Verse 13, then she said, let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. Hey, you've treated me like a maidservant. And so she's accepting herself as a maidservant at this time. Verse 14, now Boaz said to her at mealtime, come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. Sounds like a first date to me. (laughs) Hey, let's eat together. Let's go over to Maggiano's and have some bread and dip it in the vinegar oil, you know? You ever been to Maggiano's and got, yeah, it's really good. So, She sat beside the reapers and he passed parched grain to her and she ate and was satisfied and kept some back, you know, because she's thinking of Naomi and how she wants to bless her mother-in-law later on and have something to bring back. And I was just, you know, my wife today went to Costco and got some food for the kids and she brought me a hot dog. (laughs) It was so sweet. She got me a hot dog. She was thinking of me while she was out. And here's Ruth thinking of her mother-in-law. Verse 15. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men saying, let her glean even among the sheaves. Hey, if she wanders off into untouched territory where you guys haven't gotten to yet, just let her glean, let her take what she wants. And do not reproach her. Also let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave it that she may glean and do not rebuke her. Man, she's got some special favor here. Verse 17, so she gleaned in the field until evening. She didn't just stay, right? And she didn't just keep gleaning and then go, boy, they're even dropping stuff for me now. I've got enough. No, she kept going. She kept going and beat out what she had gleaned. And it was about an ephah of barley. So what is this talking about? Well, you know, when barley grows and it's got the heads of grain inside the uh, sheaves or the chaff, and then you beat it out and the little heads of grain come out and then you could collect the grain. Uh, that's what she's doing. She's doing the hard work of separating this, the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. But it's not wheat, it's barley. Verse 18. Oh, and by the way, an ephah. An ephah is like five gallons in volume. Uh, 30 pounds and a lot of extra there for her to take home. Verse 18, then she took it up and went into the city and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. So she brought out and gave it to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. Isn't that our God? He satisfies us and then some, and then some, even more than what we would ask or think. In fact, Ephesians 4.20, we've got the scripture up here. It says, now to him, God, who is able, not just able, but willing, to do exceedingly, 
abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever amen hallelujah that's right oh I love that scripture verse 19 Ruth chapter 2 verse 19 it says and her mother-in-law said to her where have you gleaned today and where did you work blessed be the one who took notice of you she saw right away from her prophets <laughs> somebody gave you some favor and so she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said the man's name with whom I worked today is drumroll please Boaz. This is Naomi's first, you know, her first knowledge of any of this. You know, how'd your first day at work go? Oh, it was great, you know, and you guys look at, oh my goodness, you got so much. Who gave you favor? Boaz. Her reaction, verse 20, then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, blessed be he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. Oh, and Naomi said to her, this man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. Ooh, she knows. This is a potential, possible kinsman redeemer, and you just happened to find his field, and you have found favor with him. And so matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Oh, it's on, right? It's on. And so verse 21, notice Naomi's attitude change here. In, you know, the first chapter, she was like, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, bitter. The Lord has afflicted me and reproached me. And it's just, you know, she's just totally down in the dumps. And it's understandable, you know, but it's not justified. <laughs> in faith. And so um, now, though, she's seeing God's hand, and the circumstances are changing, and she's going, this is exciting. I see God's hand of favor. I see the reproach lifting, the affliction. Why? Because she's coming back to the Lord. That's why. She's coming back to the promised land. And friends, if, if you're in a place where you've walked away, just like we mentioned last week, Come back. Come back and watch the discipline lift and watch God miraculously work out the mess you've made of your life. <laughs> you know, it is really incredible what God can do when we just surrender ourselves to him. Perhaps again. All right, verse 21, Ruth the Moabitess said, he also said to me, you shall stay close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. Jesus says to us, stay close to me. Stay close to my people. Don't wander off. This is where you're safe. This is where you're provided for. And this is where you have community. Stay close. Don't wander Verse 22, and Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women and that people do not meet you in any other field. 
So she stayed close by the young women of Boaz, she listened, to glean until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest, and she dwelt with her mother-in-law. And so she took the time to prove herself over time. Notice how this wasn't rushed. It wasn't like Boaz said, wow, you worked hard today. I've always wanted a hard-working woman. Why don't you marry me? Just to find out that she was putting on a show and she was a gold digger, right? No, but he wisely, he's just stepping aside and just blessing her. And and in fact, we kind of get this indication later that he really had no thought of, of marriage at this time. It was a surprise to him that she'd even be interested later on. But you see, it's not rushed. And she proves herself over time. Character's proven over time. You know, it's good to have a dating period, right? (laughs) We don't meet someone and get married in three weeks typically. It's not wise. But you get to know them. And they even say that you can kind of, you know, um, after the sixth month period, you get to know someone, you fall in love and you're Twitter-pated. And then after six months, that's when the real you comes out and the real them comes out. And so you you know, get past that six-month mark, get to know each other a little bit beyond that, and then don't wait too long to get married, though. (laughs) That can cause problems, too. So um, anyway, there we are. Uh, She took the time to prove herself. She doesn't go into any other field. Man, she stays close. Stay close to Jesus. Stay close to Jesus to receive his provision and protection. And uh, that is chapter two. So there's five things here that I want to emphasize. Uh, Like Boaz, like Boaz, stick it out in hard times and reap the benefits. That's a lesson we can learn from Boaz. There's lots of lessons in here, but these are the five that God put on my heart. Uh, Number two, provide for the needy. Provide for the needy. Have an open hand. But do not enable laziness and abuse. And then number three, like Ruth, act in faith. Don't let fear, right, doubt, which leads to fear and paralysis. Cry out to God. Read the word of God. Let your faith come. And then step out in faith, despite fear. Right? That's what it means to be courageous. If you have no fear, there's something wrong with you. But with that fear, when we step out despite fear, we have courage. And so, in the Lord, let's be courageous. And then number four, be diligent. Be diligent as you step out, not lazy. And then number five, stay close to Jesus. Stay close to Jesus uh, to receive his provision and his protection. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this book of Ruth. It's just so fun going through it and so uh, life-changing as we would look to the examples of Boaz and Ruth and seek to be like them in some way because we really see that this is a type of Christ and the church, the ideal church, And so really to seek to be like them is to seek to be like you, Jesus. So that's what we want to do, Lord. Help us, Lord God, to remember these things and to live them out, Lord God, by the power of your Holy Spirit and reap the rewards, Lord, of diligently seeking you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. You've been listening to Word and Spirit with Pastor James Beauvais of Calvary Chapel Anaheim in Anaheim, California. We encourage you to stick around until the end of the program as Pastor James will be back with a few closing thoughts. Now, if you're in the area, we would love for you to visit. Check out calvaryanaheim.org for location, service times, and more. We'd love to hear from you. To let us know how God has touched your life through this program or to submit a prayer request, simply go to calvaryanaheim.org and scroll down to the Get in Touch form at the bottom of the homepage. Now, here is Pastor James with some closing thoughts. You know, maybe you heard the message tonight and you're just going, gosh, I just fall short of this, you know. Man, well, you know, welcome to the club. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But that's why God sent his son Jesus to die for our sins and to take that punishment we deserve. And so we just want to extend that invitation. And God has authorized each and every one of us as believers to extend that invitation and say, come. Come to know Jesus. Give your heart to him. Give your life to him. Get forgiven you know, be forgiven of your sins and come into the fold, come into the family. God bless you guys tonight. And, um, you know, God just empower you and bless you to live a life in closeness with him. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to listen again next time for another edition of Word and Spirit with Pastor James Beauvais. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Anaheim.